humbleness allows you to learn and to give up your ego, to give up your strength. Because to learn, you have to give up your ego. You have to give up your strength. And you have to listen to somebody else tell you what to do and when to do it. Not Others with Tim Hoover and Steve Mittman. We've got a special guest on the show today. Her name is Katie Mendez, and she is somewhat of a new sensei at your school. Tim, she recently got her first degree black belt, and she trains hard, and and, and her whole family, uh, a lot of her family trains. Mm -hmm. They do. Just a good family, great people. Yeah. I mean, Katie is is, uh, uh, the counterpunch for what I see in our school a lot of, which is lack of consistency. What I see a lot of in uh, a lot of things, people just not showing up, getting into that what we call maintenance program, whatever that maintenance program is. So this is how I'm going to introduce Katie. I always tell Katie the story and the kids because she's one of our teachers and she teaches the kids class. And I always refer back to the rabbit and the turtle and the race between the two. And I think about it a lot because it also somewhat of my life as well. And, you know, the rabbit had everything. It was the athlete that I see come into our school. Oh, man, they just got it. They got the moves. They got the grooves. They're in. And then they're out, right? And it seems like they can't stick with anything throughout their whole life. So then, you know, you've got Katie, right? You've got Katie, who is the turtle, who took forever to understand the process, who took forever to have the strength to be able to move, get into proper stances, move, understand, and so on. And so at the end of the day, the rabbits are gone, and the turtle's still here. She's still here. It's just remarkable because it motivates all of us, inspires all of us to become more like Katie more like the turtle. And I think that's what is the makeup of a dojo, whether it's a corporate setting, whether it's a dojo, whether it's a neighborhood, whether it's your tribe, your family, you all are supposed to feed off not each other's weaknesses, but you're supposed to feed off each other's strengths and say, I got it. This guy's doing something better than I am. I got to get their medicine, man. I got to feed into that, figure that out. What are they doing? Because everybody can be thrown in somebody else's jungle and not be able to find their way out. So the idea is to focus in on strengths rather than weaknesses. And this is her strength, her consistency. She always shows up and she's always there for everybody. So the other day, which she very rarely does, she taps me on the shoulder at the end of a two-hour set. We're all tired. We're all sweated. And she says, may I have five minutes at the end of class to talk about something? I had no clue what she was going to say. I didn't know if she was going to stand on her hands. I didn't know if she was going to throw me a a backflip. I had no clue. (laughs) But I trust her. And I said, sure, absolutely. And 25 people circle up. She gets in the middle and she addresses the whole class. And she tells the story of her son who just went off to the Marines, just went off. And all of us were in tears, uh, heartfelt, uh, but yet excited and inspired. Katie, I'm going to let you take it from here. Sure. Thank you, Sensei. I appreciate that. Yeah. Awesome introduction. Sure. Um, I feel the the connections that I've made in the dojo, um, just complete mind, body, spirit connection. I feel like it's sometimes it's like a church. Like you feel that kind of energy and passion. People in the dojo have become initially friends. Now they're family, and I have so much more faith in myself and those around me because of the dojo connections I've made. The evening that I chose to speak about my son, we hadn't heard from him, from him in a while. You know, we don't have any communication with him except for letter. We hadn't yet received any letters. So he was just kind of weighing heavily on my mind that night. You know, everyone in that dojo would shed blood, sweat, and tears for me. I'd do the same for anyone in that dojo, just the same as my own family. 
That night I was teaching uh, basic karate stances to our youngest kids, the younger kids class. Happened to make a connection to my son being in Marine Corps boot camp. Um, I shared that after the recruits are brought onto Paris Island, they are taken by bus from the airport. The bus stops next to a building where the drill instructors will jump on and start yelling instructions to the recruits. Their first step in the process is getting off the bus, stepping onto yellow footprints that are painted on the ground. And they're painted in formation of what they'll learn to stand in for marching formation. Those footprints are painted with heels together and toes apart in the same way that we stand to bow into karate class. So they're standing in formation in front of a huge set of steel doors that so many others have passed through before them. They're at their weakest point before beginning this journey towards becoming Marines. Much the same way we as martial artists bow in with our heels together and toes apart as a sign of respect, and we're in a weak position at that point in time. And Katie, the, the crazy thing about that is, you know, I said it in class the other night, it, it wasn't as if a spaceship landed in the middle of pyramids several thousands of years ago. Yes. And, and gave us this book of how to train in the martial arts, whether it's jiu-jitsu, taekwondo, Okinawan martial arts. You know, it, it came out of the human mind through process of thought. Some styles are more symbolic, uh, which we can relate to, and some styles are more combat ready. And some styles don't go through the rituals that a lot of the Okinawan systems that I've learned have. And I think there was a thought process from the heels together, toes apart, is a sign of weakness. Because if you stand up now and get out of your chairs, everybody, and try to do that, put your heels together, put your toes apart really wide, you're in what I call the duck stance. If somebody pushed you, you would fall backward. But that side of humbleness allows you to learn and to give up your ego, to give up your strength, because to learn, you have to give up your ego. You have to give up your strength. And you have to listen to somebody else tell you what to do and when to do it. And I think him growing up in the martial arts, in the karate school, he'd been doing that since he'd been a little boy. Yes, he's very prepared. And a sign of humbleness is getting rid of your ego, getting rid of that strong side of the brain. And eventually, he'll make it. And he'll be a Marine. And how proud he will be, we will be, and most of all, you will be yes we're so immensely proud of him pray for him every day our our tears our prayers my sweat as i train in the dojo prayers for him and his strength at the same time thank you for listening to attack life not others for more on our way of life through the martial arts subscribe to our podcast attack life not others.com this has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. creation. Steve Mittman social media.com.